Hi, guys. That was for Daly and Daniel. You're welcome. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, We've got a really good episode today. I just got off a call with Haley, um, and we had a great conversation. I'm really excited about all the things that we hit on today. Um, There's just a, it was just a, it was really good, and I miss her. You know, we haven't really gotten the opportunity to chat that much since we both graduated, so it was great. But before we get into the meat of today's episode. Um, I think it's pretty, it's pretty long. We had two really fat Zoom, because you know how Zoom makes you pay now? I'm not paying for Zoom. So I, we just paused the meeting and then redialed like 40, so I think there's like 40 free minutes or whatever. So we had two of those. That's a long time. That's a lot of chatting we did. So it's a long episode. So I'll try to keep this intro short so we can just get straight into the good stuff of the episode but I did want to tell a quick story about credit card issues I've been having because welcome to adulthood right we are here we're adults terrifyingly enough so earlier this week I mean and this is going to sound so unadult of me like what I was trying to do but (laughs) I'm also a kid still so what can you do But earlier this week, I tried to order the October, November issue of Rolling Stone since Harry Styles is on the cover of what they're calling the first global issue. But when I tried to check out, I kept getting an error message. So I like tried to check out three times, basically. And sometimes when I order stuff online, I will check out and I might get an error message, but I still get an email in my inbox that's like, order confirmed, like, here's your number, tracking number, whatever. We're in the process of making this thing for you. And so I'm like, great. Even though I got an error message, I know the order went through. I never got an email, never got a confirmation number, nothing. So I just assumed, I was like, well, I guess the order didn't go through. Never got a confirmation email, never got a number, like nothing. So that was my assumption. But then I was kind of like, well, maybe I should just check my bank statements to make sure I didn't get charged um, for an order that I don't think exists. But guess what? (laughs) I got charged three times. So the first thing that I did was email Rolling Stone. I mean, I was like, hey, hello. Um, I'm just concerned about these charges showing up on my credit card because I don't know if the order went through. Is there a way that I can get either confirmation that the order went through like can can you track down that or can we just cancel cancel the order because I don't want it if it's going to be too much of a hassle and I also don't want three mag I just want one magazine so if we can get two of the three taken off great but worst case if I just need to take them all off fine I'll go to Barnes and Noble or something and get it there if if need be but I just wanted to try Rolling Stone first I'm worried about this magazine selling out like whatever But I got this really vague email response back from their customer support that was kind of just like, email this other email address with the confirmation number and they'll help you out. And I was like, baby girl, did you not read the email that I sent? Like, that's the exact issue that I'm having. I don't have an order number, but I've been charged. So I emailed this other email because I was like, fine, whatever. They haven't emailed me back. It's been four full days since I sent this email. And I'm like, uh, now the credit card charge is no longer a pending charge. Like it's on my credit card statement. 
So that's frustrating. Um, and I did call the credit card company when I placed these orders and saw them show up. And basically they're like, well, we can't do anything about it while the charge is still pending. Um, that has to be on the like on their side since it's not a fraudulent charge since I was the one who actually ordered the product they're like well the other company the company has to take them off but if the charges do go through and they don't respond to you and they don't help you try to take them off then we can help you take them off so now that they've gone through and I've given them four business days to get back to me um I'm just gonna call the credit card company and ask them to dispute the charges because I I'm not trying to pay for three magazines that I might not even get. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm more worried about is like, okay, yeah, I would like to not have paid, you know, $48 for three magazines. That's a little not ideal. However, um, if I knew I was getting them, it's like, fine, okay, I'll just either sell the other two or keep them and sell them way later when Harry's is like dead or something. That's a terrible joke. I am so sorry. But the point is, if I knew I was getting them, I think I'd be a little less like peeved about it. But because I just don't even know and there's no way for me to track them because I know no number, no email, nothing. I checked spam, nothing. So anyway, enough with the credit card drama. Let's get into the topic today. Um, Today, I'm inviting my good friend Haley onto the show with us to discuss. I don't know. What would you say? Like being a young plus sized girl mid-sized girl being someone who doesn't fit the conventional norm you know like beauty standard beauty so yeah and how that has kind of what impacted our self-esteem and how we view ourselves in dating and relationships um just a little background Haley and I went to college together and right now uh what are you pursuing a master's degree at Notre Dame I am. I'm doing a master's in the science of management. Woohoo. Let's go buy limited STEM. Queen <laughs> stuff. Get that master's degree. Um, and Haley is originally from Southern California, but you have been living in Indiana since 2019? 2020, yeah. 2020. Yeah, oh, because you transferred in the spring right before COVID hit. And then. Pandemic. Wild. <laughs> That's all I have to say. We've had quite the interesting college experience. I'm glad that you're still at Notre Dame and you're still doing stuff there. That'll that's lovely. I could never get enough of her. Go Irish. <laughs> um, but yeah, this conversation basically was started out of um, well, TikToks that we were sharing with each other about th- basically this topic. Right. You'd say, I would say that. Yeah. I'm pretty notorious for like sending an unrelenting amount of TikToks to my friends. And I'm like, is this relatable? I think it's relatable. Like it's relatable to you and me. I felt like every time you sent me something on this topic, I was like, wow, I have, I feel very analyzed right now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really started over. Like I noticed like you were posting on snap and stuff about like, you're doing a hot girl summer reading list. And I, I love reading. I've always been a pretty avid reader and um romance novels and romantic comedy and like anything in the young adult genre like I just noticed like some of these um like there's like a thematic coding to it where like they always have to have like like a small girl big guy and I was like man this I don't know if this really relates to me and I'm like sending them to Kathleen I'm like does this relate to you and what you're reading and like (laughs) 
No, yeah. and it's true, and it it's hard, I think, to grow up. Um, it's hard to grow up and read, and even, I mean, watching TV and stuff. Like, I'm thinking, I actually saw a TikTok the other day about Austin and Allie. Did you ever watch that on Disney oh, Channel? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Austin's yeah. looking... Yeah, right Ross now. Lynch, he, <laughs> not that he was ever unattractive, but, like, he really... But he's definitely more in the, like, he's a definitive attractive now. Yes, like. very, very definitively attractive. But, okay, so I saw this TikTok where there is has apparently, or there was, and I never noticed this, but real-life sexual tension between... Um, Ross Lynch and Rainy Rodriguez, who is like the oh, comedic yeah. relief, like the comedic fat girl relief in yeah. Austin and Allie. And- yeah, the best friend, comedic fat girl relief. She fits all the categories. Like, oh yes, and yeah. and so like so this obviously wasn't in the show. Like they mm-hmm. were Rainy Rodriguez. This was like real life. Like like Ross Lynch was real life attracted to Rainy Rodriguez. And I just thought, like, how much that would have changed my life. Not just, like, I mean, it would have just changed the way I viewed myself, I think, if I had seen that on TV back when I was younger and more impressionable. And now I'm like, okay, I'm starting to recognize my worth a little bit more. We talked a little bit about this last night, which we'll get Mm -hmm. into it in a minute. But yeah, the representation would have been appreciated. So much. I I think it would have changed everything for me. And now it's like, I'm glad for this next generation because I do think there is more representation now than there used to be. We still have a really long way to go. Yeah. Uh, No, I'll cover for you. (laughs) I would agree. I thought I was going to burp there for a second. (laughs) We're a lot more inclusive in media now than we ever have been. Um, But in terms of like long way to go, I think the most popular media is still the same generic media that we grew up with. Um, so even though there is a diverse amount of media and diversity within media that people can access now, it's it's more about like popularity and like what's cool. So it's still like, a, oh, this is cool. Like this is popular. Exactly, exactly. No, so I think that would have just, oh my God, it would have changed everything for me. And the fact that like, I think, I was also reading the comments like that is my downfall with TikTok. It's like I'll spend 30 minutes on one TikTok video because I'm just scrolling through comments and not that I ever respond to anybody's comments, but I'm just like, what are people saying? Like, what's the dialogue around this video? And so many girls were in the comments that were kind of just like, God, if Rainy Rodriguez had played Allie, like if she had been the main character, like just so much so much about like how I viewed myself would have changed and the fact that Ross Lynch is real life attracted to bigger girls like that would have changed everything and Ross Lynch I mean we just talked about this looking at him he is this he's got these washboard abs like he is like it just like creates a different narrative than what we're used to yes like that's the biggest thing about representation is that it like writes different narratives and it tells you like oh these narratives are norms like so that's exactly I guess saying like maybe seeing I think I still would have internalized I kind of talked about this with I had just watched Dumpling and I have this like internalized like oh doesn't he feel gross about like touching her like I would feel gross if someone touched me there too and they like bring it up in the movie and like um if, if you don't know Dumpling is a story Jennifer Anderson's in it um 
but it's about a bigger girl growing up in the South whose mom's a beauty queen. And um, this like really conventionally attractive guy who's fit, um, like tall, dark and handsome is like into her. And she's like, why? Like, why? Because she's never seen any guy be into her like that or any guy that looks like him be into a girl that looks like her. So that's why representation, I think, is just like so important. And it's like why it's so damaging when it's not there. And not to mention like the representation, but also, oh gosh, I had a point when you were talking, um, the like feeling like it's a joke when somebody somebody likes you because it's like, yeah, she's confused because she's like, doesn't he feel gross or weird about it? And like, he's, what I, I, I watched this movie. I can't remember. Um, I watched Dumplin' a couple of years ago, but he was popular, right? Like, yeah. Yes. So it's like this really popular guy kind of likes this unpopular fat girl. And my first instinct whenever anyone shows interest in me is that like, this is some sort of, I like refuse to watch it. That's why yeah. I just watched it. Like I was like, I don't need to. Wa- I live this. I don't need to watch it. Like yeah. <laughs> literally. Queen. Like she was a college cheerleader who's blonde and like beautiful. And I like not that I'm not beautiful, but like I just like did not. I was like, I don't feel the need. It's a different. <laughs> it's a different kind of beauty. It's this. Un- yeah. I mean, yeah, this conventional kind of beauty. And I, you know, I don't want to bash anybody's beauty because we. I think you and I have a lot of very conventionally beautiful friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, we're not naming names, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. So, and no one else needs to know. I mean, they know who they are too. They know that they're beautiful and it's not in like a, we're beautiful and we're going to flaunt it type of way. Like they have that kind of beauty, but like what's really most attractive about them is their brains, but like brains and their personality and their like absolute comedy that they bring to the table. Right. Like they're great people. So I don't want to bash anybody who is like conventionally attractive, but I think it is really hard to be in that scenario where it's like you know the duff which i refuse to watch that movie because okay. i saw who they cast as the duff and i was like she's not even fat like that is just offensive that's, that's like the whole point she was not yeah i read the book for that and then i watched the movie and i like because that was back when those books were out like for, i think those are also like i may be wrong don't fact check me but do but i'm pretty sure those are written by a man um Ooh, and that's interesting yeah, but he has like it's a series. So it's a it's a trilogy, I believe, and it explores the, the three girls that are friends in that book. But yeah, like the whole idea of designated ugly fat friend, like, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And then the whole point of the book, he's like, "Bianca, like you're literally not ugly or fat. Like you just are a gatekeeper." <laughs> like, and it's a huge point in the book where this the hottest guy in the school is so into her. Or, but she thinks he's just using her for sex. Like he, she's just like, oh, we're fuck buddies. Like there's no way Wesley would be attracted to me. Like there's no way. And I okay. feel that to my core where like people literally, I'm like, you can like me, but you can't be sexually attracted to me. Like, and so watching these movies, like Dumpling Duff, I'm like literally same. Like you can like me, you can like my personality. You can think my face is pretty, I guess. But like, and you can well, and like, I think I have a great personality. I think I'm absolutely hilarious. Like, I wouldn't have a freaking <laughs> podcast if I didn't think I brought, like, if I was, like, entertaining. You know what I mean? And, like, I, yeah, I find myself, and sometimes I feel really beautiful. Sometimes I do. But a lot of the time I'm, like, no, and it's, like, a joke. And I think also I self-select, and this is a me issue, and this is definitely goes back to my own self self-esteem, but I self-select men or partners who 
don't treat me well. Like they treat me as I perceive myself. And then it's just like a confirmation bias where it's like, I am kind of treated as this like comedic relief or this, this, that, or the other thing. And it's like, there are plenty of people who would find me attractive and would want to date me and whatever it's, but it's like, I don't believe that about myself. So I'm not even going to go pick somebody who believes that about me. Yeah. There's like two things to that too. I think like something that you had said reminded me that like, I definitely think there's a difference between beauty and attraction because you can like reckon like our friends, we know they're beautiful. We're not attracted to them because like they're our friends. They're my friends. Yeah. Like it's different. It's different, but they are beautiful. And so it's very easy to fall into the like, oh, like I know I'm beautiful, but like not believe that you're attractive. Like it's a very different aspect. And then I think the second thing I wanted to touch on was, and I can't remember, so it's not real. It's not relevant anymore. Well, I think another thing too is like, I've been told, (laughs) I've been told by people my whole life that I am beautiful and whatever, that I look good. I look pretty, whatever my friends, my family, whatever. And that's nice to hear. Like that does help a little bit, but I feel like I was never told that by like romantic interests. Mm -hmm. And that's been really hard to, I guess, come to terms with that. It's like, I've never felt desired um, at least not in a way that is substantial. And I think, I don't know if we, if I sent this TikTok to you or if it came or if you sent it to me or if it came up on my for you page or whatever, but mm-hmm. I did see a TikTok that was talking about like how growing up being the fat girl in the class or the bigger girl, like not even like fat per se, but just like taller than all the boys and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, for anyone listening also, like we're not, not that even if you are, Kathleen and I are very like mid-sized. We're very healthy. Like she's a big runner. Like I work out a lot. Like it's just not like, it's not in the cars for us to be like a size two. And if you are a size two, that's great. If you're a size 12, if you're a size 20, literally that's great. The whole point of this is us just being like, here's where we're at. Here's what we've experienced. Like, I don't want to, I don't want it to, I just wanted to quickly like pop in. Right. We're not trying to come off across as like, uh, we are, you know, we have all of this stuff to say and we're complaining and like, whatever. It's like, no, this is felt about the death. Like when they, when she saw. Right. And I've actually had comments like that from women who are bigger than me. And they've been like, well, you're not even fat. And like, how dare you complain? And it's like, I think that's actually probably the most frustrating part about being midsize is that I am too, too, skinny to be like part of the quote-unquote fat community yeah, but like, I'm too too fat to be barn. considered skinny and yeah. it's like I don't can't fit shop at dress barn but can't shop at forever 21 like. right <laughs> right I don't fit into like well I fit into a lot of straight size clothes um on the larger end like large extra large, large. same but but I sometimes I don't fit so I'm like okay I'll just go to the plus sizes but the plus sizes don't fit me right so it's exactly. like I think that's the most frustrating part about I think being midsize is that like just I feel like I don't fit anywhere and it's hard to and then that just compounds all of these issues that I already have with my body get compounded even further Mm -hmm. no but I saw this TikTok that was like being the bigger girl in school whether that's like taller or just like bigger um and how like even if a boy did have a crush on you which happened this has happened to me a, a couple times like so I'm also I saw this TikTok and I was like I've experienced this but where boys are just like embarrassed about it like 
they're like mm-hmm. you can't tell anybody about this like I want to hook up with you and I'm going to show interest in you and be very like sweet to you in private but like once it comes to the public it's like nobody can know I'm not going to make you my girlfriend because like nobody can know that I'm even attracted to you it becomes like this in like quote-unquote like embarrassment thing and then I'm like that further makes me feel like terrible about my body terrible yeah I fortunately haven't had that kind of experience I did have an experience recently um where someone who was extremely like conventionally attractive um was expressing interest like had really sweet lines and like was like no you are beautiful like he was like what are you talking about and I'm like what and like there were these moments but I just always felt like used by him like I was like is he just saying this and I brought it up to him like are you literally just saying this to get like help on homework or like answers like what's going on here but then he's like no I really like you like I really and it, but then okay but then he ended up getting with his ex-girlfriend like they got back together so I'm like damn that you're, sucks you're a liar your pants are on fire like well, and that's another thing too time, I don't want to invalidate like those words that he was saying completely because like when people look at you a certain way like you kind of know you know like so that was a really weird experience but it was very much like that feeling of like you can't pop like I never like fell back like I never was like oh I'd like you too because I was like you don't actually like me like I'm like you literally don't you literally don't right and that's like one of those things too where it's like have you ever I mean I've heard men talk about this so this is I think I am also just like so distrustful of men I've had a really a couple really hard experiences with men where they've just completely broken my trust and now I'm just kind of like I don't really know if I even trust you at all like any any man but I um I've heard men talk about this too that they're like they're like well we're not even which I know is BS, but whatever. But like, they're like, we're not attracted to fat bitches. Like basically they're so easy to lay because they're so touch starved or whatever. And I think, yeah, like, isn't that horrible? Isn't that just awful? And I'm like sitting over here and I'm like, I am so not that like, I'm not easy because I feel that way that I'm like, I I think to a fault almost where I'm like, I don't even want to sleep with anybody ever because I'm like, they're using me. That's all they want. And they're only using me. And so they could be completely truthful with me about like their feelings for me or whatever. Exactly. But I would be like, Oh no, they're just trying to get an easy lay. Like that's all they want. Like literally, what do you want? You're lying. And what do you want? It's horrible. Like it's so it's so sad it's definitely a mistrust I one of my friends Shay like okay so for for example my program is 60% male um and that's just the reality of being in business which is actually not that bad of a number (laughs) considering the finance program has like two girls um (laughs) or four like something ridiculous but so dumb um my point is that like there's a lot of guys so there's a lot of opportunity to be like oh like do you think so-and-so thinks you're attractive or do you think so-and-so likes you that kind of thing and one of my friends like brought up the last time after the thing with that one guy I was saying like occurred she's like I feel like you genuinely don't believe people can be attracted to you and I'm like you're right I genuinely I'm like you you're like me. actually you're just not wrong you called me yeah, out on that like yeah like arrest me like you're completely correct like that is the point like I genuinely don't believe that like people can be attracted like even like having conversation with um um 
our friend Lindsay, who's been in a really serious relationship for like the last couple of years, she's like, dude, like they do not care about like the folds in your skin or anything like that. Like if they love you, they love you. And like, I, she's like looking at me and she's like, I know you don't believe me. Like the look on your face. And I'm like, because it's so hard. Like, it's so hard, especially when it's just like, show me then. Right. Like I have yet to experience something like that. It's like the words are nice that the words that you're saying are nice. And like, I believe them to be true to an extent, but it's like, also I have never experienced that yet. So I've never experienced it. And it's so underrepresented that like when I watched Dumpling, I was like, that's fake. This is a fairy tale. Like literally. And it's like, once the movie ends, what's their relationship like? Huh? Like, is he, does he still like her? You know? And like, I, oh my God, I went through you know this I mean you know I went through yeah. the, the winger yeah. last fall last with fall. the yes yeah and um that was horrible for me but I think a reason why I stuck stuck through it for a lot longer like I don't know halfway through September I kind of realized I was like I think I'm putting in a lot more work than he is and I think I want this to be something different than he does but I was so afraid to let go because I was like what if nobody else ever finds me attractive ever again and I was yeah. like I need, to st- I need to stick this out because it's going to take me forever to find somebody. And I'm like, how screwed up is that? That I was like, I would, I'm willing to be literally miserable in this yeah. stupid, whatever it was, situationship, then like stick up for myself and be kind of like, hey, like, I don't actually really like the way that you're treating me and you should treat me with respect. Although I don't think he really respects women. So it's like, that wasn't an exclusive to Kathleen thing. But it's like, <laughs> you're like, not to take it personally, but I'm going to take it completely personally. Right. Like, I don't think that was personal. I just think he has a lot of issues. So it's like, that's a him thing. He needs to go to therapy and figure himself out. But like, the fact that what's more disturbing to me is the fact that I know what I want. I know how I deserve to be treated. And I still was kind of like, no, like, I like what I have now. Like, it's nice to have somebody you know what I mean yeah and and the thought of not having somebody I was like no I can't do it like I, I have to stick with it and I'm like stupid are you, are you hitting me but anyway I want to transition now a little bit into talking about online dating as like a like I don't want to say plus size because I feel like I still wear I don't know mid-size as a mid-size girl mm-hmm. um and how that's been for you I don't know I don't know if you have any like stories about that um yeah it's definitely like something I'm pretty uncomfortable with like I have this like fear that they're gonna see me and be like even if my picture is as recent as yesterday like they're gonna be like oh it was the angle like I have all this the time strong fear of, of like that being like oh like she's bigger than I thought or like her stomach I like my biggest insecurity is around my stomach and stuff so like that is like mainly where I'm feeling it and then for me, it's also like a lot of online dating is meant to be more hookup. And I like literally can't, I was going to say like before, like we have such different experiences with dating because like, I like won't even let myself get that vulnerable with people because of my insecurities. Like I'm literally like, no, please don't. Like I'm repulsed by me. Please don't be repulsed by me. (laughs) Right. It's worse. (laughs) It's worse when you get that confirmation from somebody else where you're like, I already believe this about myself, but like putting myself in a position where I am opening myself up to have somebody else kind of like comment about it or whatever about it. Like, like I just don't want to do that. But yeah, online dating, the biggest thing is just like them being like, 
oh you're so curvy or like they're like oh i love it's a big curvy girls. fetish like, it's like a fetish yeah. thing and i'm like what i love girls with big boobs and like and i'm like oh okay like that's a general statement mm-hmm. but also like mm, you don't know me like why are you, why is that the first thing that you say like Literally. why is that you slide into the dm with like right like you want to talk about my tatas like let's start with hello like yeah what no I had this experience in April um it was actually like around the holy half like when I was running the half marathon and I had been talking to this guy on tinder and then we moved to texting Mm -hmm. and I thought he was cute so right okay so he was tall and funny funny and whatever and Yes, our personalities over text, at least, because being in person is complete. I I will stand by like being in person is completely different than being in text. So anyway, uh, we're chatting and um, he had said that his parents were coming in for the holy half, coming down for the holy half. And I was like, oh, cool. And he was like, I'm only doing the 10K. And I was like, oh, well, I'm doing the whole half marathon like that. You know, I'm cooler and better than you. Um, Not really. I didn't say it like that, but I was like, ha ha. But like I did. Right. I was just like, oh, that's great. I mean, like, I'm so that's so cool. You guys are a running family and like, great. My dad's coming and like, we're going to run this together too, Um, whatever. And and then he basically was like, oh, it's so cool that you're doing the whole half marathon and not just the 10K. And so that was great. And then I saw him because um, I'm going to have to like bleep out these names because I don't want them to feel like I'm outing them. But like, yeah all of them they were like standing in a corner together and I was like I want to go say hi to those guys so I went and said hi to our friends and he came up while I was talking to one of our friends and like he looked at me like he kind of recognized me didn't acknowledge me like didn't wave didn't say anything to me and I was in the middle of a conversation and he so he didn't acknowledge me and then he ghosted me like fully just stopped responding to my texts and I'm like what changed like in my head because I didn't I didn't call him out on this I wanted to I wanted to be like you're such a little bitch boy for this and like whatever um and also was interesting too is because like I have I have full body photos of myself on my dating profiles Mm -hmm. um full body photos like he followed me on Instagram had seen full body photos of me on Instagram and so I'm like what changed between yesterday and today is that he saw me in person and so it was like that confirmation of that fear of like oh my god I must look actually horrible in person that he like fully just stopped talking to me versus like it could literally be just like anything else like he could have literally just been like like he could have started talking to somebody else that he really liked and was going on dates with that girl and like whatever and has nothing to do with me but it was like but it was like one of those things. But then this it's is one a of thing those things too. Where, like it's the first thing you think of, and like that should be the last thing you think of. Literally, that's just like the reality of like being someone that like has these insecurities that looks like us. Like that's just how it goes that's- sometimes. It's really unfortunate. So it's just like I don't know. Yeah, it shouldn't be the first place that my brain goes to, but it is. It always I is. Almost go for guys that are not not going to be like if they're quiet or not going to be as popular. Or as, like, cool, like... Almost like they're not as, like, desired. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> like, okay, so there was a guy that I had... Um, It's so elementary to say it, but, like, I seriously had a crush on him 
all of senior year and half I of think junior I know year. who this is because I, I think I had a crush on the same person. Uh-huh. Is and... it is it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Okay, wait, yours. me too though. <laughs> I knew about yours and when I found out that you had a girlfriend, I was, like, was oh. low-key crushed. I was like, what? Even though I had so stopped I liking him at that point. About your, like, your infatuation with him, I was like, no, like, can't, because he's desired by someone else. And it, like, immediately, I'm like, don't want to oh, compete. Oh, no. no not like that. Like, it could have been anyone that said it. Like, if I right. heard anyone say it, like, it's just, like, inner part of competition. It's a competition thing. Immediately, you're and like, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to lose because I'm so competitive and it will make me cry if I lose. <laughs> like, And it's, like, funny, too, because it's, like, why am I even viewing this as like a competition because it's not like why am I competing with other women for the attention of men but I uh, totally I had the Haley I had the same (laughs) thought when I first met him junior year I was like he does not seem to be like he seems to be the not that he's like an odd guy I mean like he just seems to be like the odd man out the rest of those guys in that group are very conventionally attractive they're all tall except two of them attractive in his own way but yes is like compared to like it's more of a personality thing to me than it is like yeah. an actual yeah it was but I got like a little bit of um like a little shit on about it they're like like from uh he shit on you for that what an asshole no but in in a really like sweet but protective way he was very drunk he doesn't even remember doing this like I told him about it the next day but oh I was God, I miss do, him. do you remember he told me he's like Haley, no, girl, you were punching way below your weight. He, okay, this is what I love about him, is that like, he is my biggest is hype man. He is, is my biggest man. hype man. So I'm like, on me about this crush, but he's also, like, making it, like, he's like, what are you doing? Right, he's like, like, he's like, like Kathleen, he's like, like level, he bro. said that to me about, he said that to me about, remember, remember junior year? Yeah, so he said that to me about him, and was like, you can do so much better, like, whatever and he was like name yeah. something that's um, worth saying for he was like does he have a he was <laughs> does he have a big dick does he have a big bank account like what are the does things or like, 1k like does he yeah. have a great personality is he bo burnham i'm like is he like funny like right he's like other than that like other than those things like why are you going for this man who's like clearly not as attractive and it's like see that was something I was like obviously I'm not dating him like he's a boyfriend of one of my really good friends but like to have somebody who is like kind of like a ma- not not a macho dude but like very much like your straight dude no, he's, he's a straight very, dude he's like if you could describe a heterosexual male like would be the, the fucking yes. of that like he's like boobs like butt but like, yeah like all of that shit so to have him say something like that I was like He's also oh a great person. God. I hate to say that about him and like not give context. <laughs> right. I mean, it sounds a little yeah, funny and a little boring. weird. It's like, why is your friend's boyfriend saying that about you? But it's like, no. yeah. in, in it's like a brotherly no. way. It's very brotherly. Like, it's very like, he just like cares about, he cares so much. Like, he's just such a little good egg. Like, I, he, love him like, I want the best for you. It's just funny because here's someone that I was attracted to who I had a guy friend tell me, like, dude, you can go for, like, way better. Like, why do you like him <laughs> kind of thing? And, like, Literally. I love his personality. Like, which I think, okay, I don't know if this is just, I mean, I don't think this has anything to do with our bodies. I just think this is who you and I are. Um, but I don't like guys that look like him. Like, he's too skinny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah. I mean, he's, like, a little string bane. But 
but I think for, uh, yeah, and I like a little bit of meat on my bones. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I think also you and I are just more attracted to people with better personalities, to be quite oh, honest. Yeah. I, I really believe, and, and I think this is actually true for a lot of women. Um, women are a lot more, which is so funny because I like, have you seen like all the Andrew Tate shit blowing up? That, oh, like, misogynistic <laughs> asshole basically like yeah, just like you're the reason that people are like i'm sapiosexual like the whole like, like l- literally like, just like saying the most like, out of pocket shit so saying that yes so, for me 19 year olds i'm like that's so cute like, what so i think a lot of people like him think that women want this ripped shredded guy to like boss them around and whatever and i'm like I really think a lot of women and a lot of this is maybe just like the company that I keep like I'm not going to say that I'm not ever just like physically attracted to somebody and like that's it that's the extent of my like attraction to them and I have really good examples of this from like high school where it's like I look back on the guys I like thought I had crushes on back in high school and I laugh at myself because I'm like these guys are just like purely eye candy like they're yeah. not very smart. They're not oh, very funny. Yeah. Like, they're just kind of like... And in high school, I think conventional attractiveness matters. But then it's like, in high school, I'm just looking for a boyfriend. Um, but now that I'm out of college, I mean, you and I are both getting postgraduate degrees. Like, I'm not looking for... Oh, yeah. There's a kid in my program, the one that was interested in me or so said he was, literally dumb as rocks literally dumb as rocks not to expose him I mean I haven't said anything (laughs) but like I was like that was my biggest dilemma of why I couldn't like say I liked him back beyond like me just like hating how I looked but like it was definitely like I was like wait but do I take this opportunity because like when else is someone this hot like Daniel was gonna throat punch me because I was like when else is someone this hot gonna like me literally no Haley I kid you I kid you not dumb that I literally sorry for the explicit explicit you're fine who cares so effing dumb that I was like I could I'd be embarrassed to bring you home right like I would be embarrassed to introduce you to my family and be they'd be like not like because who cares about the way that they look like that's another thing too that I think was getting at was that like not only do we are are we like just like attractive people and I'm gonna say it like I'm not gonna say pretty I'm gonna say attractive because we we just discussed that there's a difference but not only are we but we bring a lot to the table we are smart we are funny like we have a lot I clean I cook I clean like I'm very I have these big wide birthing hips like I bring a lot to the table and I think that was another thing but like yeah so now that I'm in I'm in my 20s now it's like I'm not looking for someone to have a a crush on I mean it's like fun to have a crush I'm not looking for eye candy anymore I'm looking for for a life partner if it's just like a hookup if it's just like a one night stand right they can be be as hot as you can be because I'm not looking for a relationship with you but like if it's actually a relationship which is what I'm looking for like so much more has to be present oh so much more 100% and I I think also too like going back to the um like what we were talking about like feeling like uh, is anybody ever gonna like me again and I'm gonna be willing to settle for some bullshit like no it's like and I, I look back at a lot of the crushes I used to have. Most of them 
are from high school. Like I'm thinking specifically of this one guy that I really liked sophomore year of high school. And like he still hits me up every once in a while. Like he's still I mean, we're very friendly. Um, he, he like just actually friend requested me, which is so, okay, this is another thing too. I'll get to this yeah. in a second, but he just friend requested me on be real, which I was like, oh my God, like, wow. yeah, but right. <laughs> and like the thing I, is like, he I was so, control. he was so popular in high school and I was just not. And I thought he was the bee's knees. Like he was definitely the it boy. Like, you know how all the freshman girls always have a crush on that. Like one attractive senior, like he was that senior when we were seniors in high school. Like, um, and I look back on him now and I'm just kind of like, not that he's not a good person, but I'm deserving of so much more than he brings to the table intellectually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to like bash his intellectual abilities because like, this is going to sound so bad, but it's like, not everybody can be smart and that's fine. It's actually like, no, like that's okay. Right. That's There's totally normal. Everywhere exactly but for me it's like personally and i think this also has to do with the fact that we were just around extremely intelligent people for four years that like i'm now used to a higher level yeah and you're about to be a freaking lsc like (laughs) right like i'm about to really be at that at that level at a world level of like a world-class intelligence for sure And I think too, like I re- I was reading something, I don't remember where I read this, but it's like more intelligent men, like men who are smarter are also more emotionally intelligent. I think I read something like that, um, which I'm like, it, I don't, I hope that's true. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, if that is true, then the men that we were dealing with, like the lack of emotional intelligence that we dealt with mm-hmm. and the fact that like, that's kind of the best there is. I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. And, like, that, again, to harp on that idea that I I was, like, when else is someone like that going to like me? Like. Right. It's, like, that attractive, like, I think. Someone at that attractive level, not just, like, like, regardless of anything else. Like, when is someone at that attractive level going to like me? Because I know I want someone that's attractive. I want to be able to brag about you to my friends. Well, right. I don't want, I don't want my friends to look at my up to me and be like you're punching below again right like that's embarrassing too like to have your friends come up to you and be like are you okay like is everything okay yeah like why why if they're like wait why do you like him right right like what does he bring to the table and if you can't say like if he's unattractive and you can't say well he is a really good partner for like these 20 reasons or whatever it's just like well he like he was showing interest in me and the only reason that I'm like hanging out with him or whatever is that he was showing interest in me and it's like I never want to be that person ever again ever which is so funny because like I always love to think that like no I'm never that I'm never that person like period and then it was just like last fall I remember telling when I told daily at Daniel and Matt I think Lena was in on this conversation too when I told the four of them that I was no longer talking to this guy um their reaction was shocking to me they were like finally like we don't like the way he's been treating you and all this and like the thing is that's like they had never even met him mm-hmm. and that was what was crazy to me because it was like I thought personally that I had talked about him in a very positive way because I was like oh, finally, you- like 
finally someone's showing interest in me. Like he's amazing. He's great. He's got BDE. Like right. Like always very complimentary of him. And then it was like when we would go out to bars, and I was like, "Why is he ignoring you?" Literally, I would get so mad. I'm like, "What the?" (laughs) And then and then he would leave and then call me and be like, "Meet me at the car," basically type thing. And I used to think that that was so erotic. I was like, "Oh my god, he wants to do the whole thing where it's like we don't know each other in public, but like we're you know whatever in private." I love this game. (laughs) Right, right. In reality, in reality, and then it's like I used to think it was so fun. Well, because also he told me that we were exclusive when we were apparently not. Like that was another. That's a whole other thing. So it's like obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and I look back on that and I'm like are you kidding me so it's like I used to think it was a game I used to be like Learn wanna... right exactly and then it's like I come to find out that it's like no he just didn't want to be seen in public with me because he didn't want other girls to know that he wasn't available like hello that's a huge red flag and I now now I know right like I was naive back then I am not naive anymore I think also I need to go to therapy like <laughs> I need to go to therapy like to talk specifically about that situation. I mean, like, I need therapy for other reasons, okay? And, like, I've been in therapy for other reasons. So I'm a huge yeah. proponent of going to therapy. But it's, like, I need someone to talk with about because it's, like... A professional, too. Like, someone yes, that's... Like, someone's just going to help me unpack a lot of this stuff. And I need I need so here. much assurance, so much more assurance now than I did a year ago. I'm, like, I have just taken, like, 30 steps back. I, yeah... Yeah, I definitely feel that. I love when I'm reading books and like that main character guy is like, is this so like he's all just like hyper constant, that kind of thing. Like, because I'm like, that literally never happens. No guy has ever asked if I was okay. Like, And that. I think that goes back <laughs> to where like men have, I've heard, I've, I, and I'm And I don't want to be like, all men, because it's not all men. So I have to fucking put that. Like, I shouldn't have to put that disclaimer. It's not all men. It's not all. Right. Like, and if I have to like, uh, anyway, so obviously this is not all men. I have heard men talk this way, though. So I'm going to say that. So, (laughs) right. Exactly. Where like they think that fat women or bigger women are just an easy lay and they should be able to do whatever they want with them because we should be so lucky. We should be so lucky. Oh, my God. Bless. We should be so lucky. Lucky that they're even paying attention to us and I'm like don't look me in the face and and lie to me like lie to yourself fine but don't lie to me that you don't find me attractive because like yeah. you wouldn't be here yeah, if you're you the didn't one fawning over me this is chestnut checkers step it up like right. stay like, out there soldier but like I literally like, you're the one falling over me let's not get this twisted right like let's let's keep it 100 like I'm gonna keep it 100 with you but like don't lie to yourself all you want fine but like lying to me don't do it because I can just see I see through it so that's yeah like uh, yeah um do you have any other thoughts I mean I don't have anything other really on the docket I think we've kind of hit everything that I wanted to really talk about and I think we also hit more things that I wasn't planning on but I think we did a really good job of of uh discussing those things no I think like the main thing for me is just like what started this and like me loving like Ali Hazelwood like loving seeing like that book too women in STEM succeeding being top scientists like love hypothesis I read her novellas as well but in the in the novellas in love hypothesis like seeing this exact same archetype of like just a 
a hyper emphasis on how big the man was and how skinny and fit and small boob and whatever and beautiful the girl was and how smart she was and I'm like I became aware of it while reading this book and I'm like normally it was like every other sentence and I know and I think for that too which is so interesting because she had two very specific because I think that was like a Raylo fan fiction first I heard about that yeah so I think what's interesting too is like she hyper fixated on because Adam Driver is like six five and massive, yeah. and they literally um, hyper fixated on that in the book as well. Like right. they were literally like he's huge, like right, and like fine, but it's just hard to read every it's other so sentence. Hard on guys, like it's kind of hard on guys that are like can't do yes. about like my height or like how I look to a certain extent. Like, and I'm I sure a lot of men feel like the way we're talking about being like a bit you know like I think one of my bigger insecurities and you talked about this a little bit is like my stomach like I hate when people touch my stomach I'm like don't don't yeah. even go near it like with her back like she, when he grabbed her back yeah, while they were making back. out like clearly he's into you like right but, but like I yeah. think men I think for men too it's like the height thing and not that men really read books like the love hypothesis I loved it yeah. I thought it was great I loved it I it's a comfort read now like yeah, for oh for sure Anything Emily Henry, comfort read. Although I think I've <sighs> noticed, I noticed the same, she's, except in her new book. I, did you read Book Lovers? I read all of them. She's actually outstanding for going against like st- typical character. Like the way she described Gus. Oh my God. I mm. read him like he sounds repulsive. Like, but and, like, but by the end of it, I was like, that is my dream. Yeah, <laughs> so like, she's actually very good versus like Sarah J. Mass. I don't know if you've read any of her I stuff. I don't think I've read any of her stuff. It's very similar to like big man, little woman. Like it's. Oh, it's- right. I, the one where I yeah. noticed that Emily Henry fell into the big man, little woman was people we meet uh, on vacation. Yeah. That one, especially that one was. Yeah, that's actually I was like, my favorite book by her. I me too, which is so so you know like, what it is. Book lovers and Beach Read, I'm like I have a shrine for them. But like but but people we meet on vacation is like my I, I love I love that book. Written. It's beautifully oh written. Oh my god. I just oh my like, god. love the characters. Like I thought, sunshine girl, grumpy man. I'm like, uh, so original. Like <laughs> Well, that's I think what I love about Emily Henry is she has such a fresh twist on these like very classic um archetypes of like yeah these like cliche rom-com yeah yeah um no but which is didn't that one just she gave the people what they wanted I guess like I I loved people we meet on vacation I I know I think it's like not I think I don't know but what I really liked about um book book lovers lovers was that they were the same height and she said that's like the whole book that the main female lead is 5'10 and yeah and that was another thing too is she oh my i i could kiss kiss emily henry i but then she gave like it wasn't like the other girls are bad because she gave this adoring sister character that like like nora would fucking die for her sister literally wait sorry hang on everyone we are about to like divulge into some emily henry book spoilers so if you haven't read them like go read them but skip ahead yes spoiler free but like for the most don't don't even worry about it i've given them the warning now so it's like at this point hey if you're gonna continue listening like listen at your own risk yeah or like listen to it and read it because it's so good right like that's another thing too it's like you could get and these are like not major plot 
plot details. Although what I did really like about book lovers too, was that like, I felt like the romance was almost a subplot and the major, oh. like the bigger plot yeah. point was, yes. And I loved it. It was like a sister love story. And as someone whose sister what? is getting married and like, I don't know if I want like, and I was talking about this with someone at work today. It's like, I don't know if I want children or if I don't want children right now because I'm in a selfish time in my life or if I just don't want children period period like and I don't know and I don't know because I am 22 and I'm like oh my god if I had a child right now it would ruin my life but I'm like well I feel this way when I'm 30 or 35 and it's like here's the thing the characters were older like Charlie was 36 yeah they were in their late 30s like and and they did and neither of them wanted children and they wanted to make their relationship work like but they were realistic it wasn't just like that book was okay so here's the good parts of that book right so Nora is like five foot eight or something so like short kings oh. are like oh you're so big like how big are your feet like the typical things that tall girls get that are so shitty like what you're not confident enough to date a tall girl like yeah also, like, like grow like, up literally grow up like grow up like literally <laughs> yeah and um the second thing was the relationship between the sisters I thought was perfect. The dichotomy between the sisters as well of um, having them juxtapose each other. But at the same time, it's like, it's not a bad comparison. Like you no. recognize that Nora is so cool, but you also like, what was her name? Libby? Libby, or, yep. Libby is also so cool. She's Both so them. lovable. Yep. And the whole thing is Nora is like, oh, I don't fit these typical like st- archetypes. Like I don't, I'm the bad woman. I'm the woman that like in a Hallmark movie, like the, the opening, like yeah. what was the prologue? I think whatever yeah. the opening chapter yeah. was so funny, like yeah. so. Oh my god, I've I've loved it. No, and I think another thing too is what I really loved about oh. the end of the book was That's how the part that I think is yes. so special. She how, like, left. They don't get together. Yes, she, they don't. Like long distance, just like doesn't work. Like I'm yeah, because he had already had a long distance relationship with his girlfriend she, back in the town, and he was oh. staying in the town, and she was going back to New York, and like he was like, we're not. They were both kind of just like, we're not doing it. Like, sorry, long distance, yeah. it just like, doesn't they work. About it, and they were just like, this is gonna hurt us more. Like, in the I, end, I love you so much that like I cannot do this with you. Like, Literally. that's a very different approach to like most people are like, it won't work out. Just make it work. It's different for the two of you. Like, right? Like, we're different. We're the exception. Like, blah blah blah. Yeah, like in thinking you're the exception and how toxic that is and also i think too yes oh so my god cool. but then like they do end up making it work because he like well it's an emily henry book and they obviously have to get to, they really do have to get together yeah. in the end the and i think made it, it's gorgeous like i can drool over it like no, literally and i think that was it works I think, out perfectly it's not just like oh he got the dream job like no like libby took over this is a spoiler libby took over like the family thing in the way that he, she was like i thought your mom said only family could run the like store and he's like well like yeah he's like I'm planning on proposing to you basically like uh and they were in the and like I like was crying because she's in the bookstore on her mom's the anniversary or his I think it was her mom's birthday like oh cheers to that one I loved it so much I loved that book so much because it talks about like what happens when you find out your parents are human (laughs) oh and I love that too because I am in that kind of situation right now with my parents where I'm like I love my parents so much um they're great people and they've helped me so much I mean you know but it's like I'm in this kind of and I think part of this too is that like I'm just so ready to leave like I'm so about being home after college it's just like it's it's horrible on the breaks and that's about it for some reason like it's just like 
There's well, a right, because it's like I'm only like, here for like a week or whatever. I'm not here long enough to really piss anybody off. And like we have like, like, oh, I live differently than, you know, like. Right. And then I'm like home for four months and I'm just kind of like, when can I get out of here? Because I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. The B-Tree did focus heavily on January's body. Like that was yes. always, I'm obsessed with you. I love your body. You are perfect. And I'm like, I hope she is. But it also didn't describe her body in great detail. That's so what, yeah, that's what I really, I think that's what that's I really liked about Beach Reed is like, like dad almost like he was like kind of that skinny, kind of like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Gus was like, that's how I was kind of imagining it. Like Gus looks like he wasn't that fit, but he also wasn't fat, like right. he cigarettes. He was going to therapy. He was trying to stop smoking cigarettes. Like, well, I think that's also how I kind of imagined January's body, like mi- more midsize because she was older too. I think Emily, a lot of Emily Henry's characters, yeah, they're, yeah, they're out of their, tw- I mean, they're in their thirties. So I'm thinking about like, okay, her metabolism is clearly <laughs> slowed down. She mm-hmm. drank heavily. She didn't eat that healthy. So I'm thinking, I'm like, she probably was a mid-sized woman. Even though Emily Henry did not describe her body, I'm like, I chose when I read. Th- and that's, I think, what I loved about have Emily Henry. Have you read Jennifer L. Armentrout? I have not, no. She has very much defended um, Poppy in her um, Blood and Ash series as being mid-sized word okay i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to read that then because i love to read a book with main characters who are mid-sized during a point like she's like i imagine poppy this way but you can imagine poppy whatever way you want like if you imagine her skinny great if you imagine her bigger great like poppy is supposed to be imperfect but beautiful god i love that i love that yeah it's a fantasy fiction book so it's a it's it's different it's different like she doesn't come out vampires and werewolves but they're vampires and werewolves like i'm like this is twilight 2.0 yeah have you ever read um any of rainbow rowell's books no okay i actually want to reread fangirl again because i loved that book but um i read eleanor and park it's like they're ya books so these were books i was reading in like grade school and high school um so they're a little less mature than like some of the Emily Henry themes and everything, mm-hmm. which I also heard that she's coming out with a new book in April. Yes, she is. It's like, it's like you're faking a relationship with your ex. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, we'll get into that. But, um, so this book, Eleanor and Park, it was basically like big oh, girl. Yeah. Yes. Big girl, little boy. And I uh, ate that shit up. I read that book probably in eighth grade. I think I read that book probably once a month in eighth grade. So I read it literally 12 times in the course of a year. And it was just one of those books that like I held so tightly to it. And Rainbow Rowell is also, I think, I think Rainbow Rowell is also plus size. So, and I think she grew up plus size. And so I think I remember reading something about this. I met her once um, reading something about how she basically modeled Eleanor's body type off of her own and how she never saw in YA books and any books when she as she grew older representation yeah. which is what we were talking about earlier and it it was so important to me and I wish I had more than one more than one book reading that to. though did you ever feel pushback like knowing that she was like kind of we were talking about with dumpling and like Duff like did you ever feel pushback within yourself of like oh like 
sometimes in this, I know it's deep rooted in security, but I feel pushback when I'm watching or reading these. And I'm like, no, like, I like, like, yeah, I'm like, oh no, like, yeah, actually attracted. That's something interesting that I like, I don't know if I read those kind of things as a kid and like thought that like with a critical lens. No, now that you say that, like, I definitely did have a thought when I was reading it one of the times because Park, the boy, Mm -hmm. is supposed to be this like, not popular, but like, well liked kid who is quiet, keeps his head down, doesn't get bullied, doesn't do anything, like pleases his parents, like whatever. And so part of me was kind of like does he only like Eleanor because she's from the wrong side of town because she mm-hmm. um doesn't like she's bullied she doesn't fit the stereotypical uh like mold I guess and so is he doing that like I was like does he only like her out of this kind of and cuz he also bullied her at the beginning of the book so it's like d- two things does he only start like hanging out with her or whatever because he feels a little bit guilty about being kind of an asshole? And then two, also, is he only hanging out with her because it's like he needs to find the courage within himself to kind of like be himself and not be this kind of perfect kid, you know, who never does anything that's kind of outside of what's expected of him. So that was something that I always thought about. Not always, but like a, like one of the times I was reading it, I was just kind of like... Mm-hmm. Is that something that, is that a commentary too that we need to think about? And like, cause why would he like her? Cause she's fat and she's tall and she's from these, from the shittiest part of town. Like, you know? Yeah. Like what does she bring to the table for him? Mm-hmm. Literally. Cause you do have to be careful about people who are like, use, like using you in different ways. Like in terms of like using you as a sense of rebellion or using you to fight against the status quo or to be like, oh, I dated a brown girl. Like right like or I dated the fat girl and I like, like you know and then I like light myself on fire right now shut up like, right and then does it become a fetish because that's something that you and I haven't even talked about yet which I don't uh, think we're gonna have time for because we should no. probably wrap this up soon but like like yes people also finding fat girls like to be fat, like they're gonna fetishize and I'm just like oh like how yeah, but in literature, I think it is like so interesting the different ways that you can have representation, the ways that it's not there. And a lot of like Sarah J. Mass is one of the most popular um, authors, and like she does have diverse casts and diverse characters, but like to a certain extent, the women are all athletic, like which we're seen as like six pack essentially, which like I do not have, you know? And like, um, right, because you can be, you can be athletic or you can Allie be active Hazel without. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Without yeah. looking that way. Yeah. And Allie Hazelwood, like hers are also athletic, like run marathons, but then she emphasizes how small they are. Yeah. And Skinny it's not talking about like small height. I mean, yeah, she does emphasize small height, which is another weird thing, but the skinny thing, you know? And then. Right. Because I, what? I could like, go on forever. Like the whole, like, uh what planet ice planet barbarian or whatever it was do you remember that phase on tiktok like these alien books that were okay oh yes wait were they kind of like alien porn like they were really yeah and i'm really embarrassed i'm gonna expose myself but i did Did read them because yeah i did because they were free (laughs) okay 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 free 99 like yeah free free no free on kindle they were free free is free baby 
freeze free. And I was like, what is the freaking hype? Like, what is this? Yeah, I'm reading it. I'm actually really repulsed while reading it, but it's also slightly interesting. And then it gets to like those parts and I'm like, I will never burn this out of my eyes again. But um, like no amount of alcohol can burn this out of my eyes. But the biggest thing about it is that these seven foot tall aliens are with these five foot like skinny little women. And I'm like, ramming my head into my kindle like why is this always the thing like yeah, I why know does the man need to be 80 feet tall and why does the girl need to be a centimeter tall like what what is that about like pedophilia read- but like, <laughs> like have you read any colleen hoover books yes i, I actually i just read it ends with us and i'm uh, i okay, stopped wait, wait. i was yeah. gonna say what are your feelings about her because i mm, i'm not a okay i think she has great stories i think her execution of the stories are not up to par so, and I can give examples, but like, no, I, okay. I was going to say the exact same thing where like, I think, I think she has very interesting ideas, but she's a very poor storyteller. And it really just turns into like, how much smut can I fit in to these books without actually? Really, yeah. So the books I've read from her, it's not even like smut filled, but it's, it's definitely about like the romantic connection yeah and it's about like this like romance and i like hate how cheesy it is same the actual, like the dialogue i think that's my biggest problem. the dialogue is not great the oh, story God, i'm gonna have to send you i'm gonna have to send you a tiktok of like um ali hazelwood emily henry and colleen mm-hmm. hoover and how they like say how they love the main like how the male yeah. character says how they love the female character and how like beautiful and eloquent those (laughs) other two are and then how it's like you're hot basically like (laughs) yeah like uh, I can't stand I mean it's so fascinating I read it ends with us I read um practically or love your perfects or whatever it was I hated that and then I love I read and ends or maybe someday maybe Sunday was my least favorite and I only finished it because I was like let me see this train wreck catch on fire like I read it ends with us and that was enough for me I was like it was a really interesting read and I think in the moment I really needed a message like that where it's kind of like oh yeah I don't let like like I loved that she in the end left him I loved that it was for her daughter Mm -hmm. like I love that it took like the whole thing with Atlas not really a frontliner like it was Mm -hmm. really over Lily sorry the spoilers as well Right. But it was really, like decision about it became so much about like ending the cycle of abuse, like knowing that like the dad is actually a good person when he's not with her. Yes. Like, knowing that like y- you can be good people, but like the people you're around can bring out the worst in you. Exactly. And like, I needed so- I needed that message when mm-hmm. I read it. But then looking back on, I'm like, so the message is good, and the idea for the story is super interesting, but super like. Interesting. I thought, and that's, I think another thing too, it's like, there are very people who are staunchly anti team Atlas. And there are a lot of people who are team Ryle, which I'm not even going to get into that because it's like, I'm not taking teams. Cause I just don't care that much about these. Ca- like the thing is like, I feel yeah. like I didn't connect emotionally with these characters, but mm-hmm. there are some people that are just so anti Atlas because they felt like there was no, like the build up for Ryle and Lily was so good. And yeah, then- she talked about that actually, like how she almost wanted them to just happen happily ever after. If you're well, reading, you like, almost, I, I remember when I read it, I was like, wrote, I almost want like that to be. She was like, I wanted to like write them a happily ever after, but like, 
I knew in my heart that like I just couldn't do that I couldn't like do the story like that and I'm like oh she did the right thing with the story for sure but it's like I don't understand our our women our age and women a little bit older than us and whatever I don't understand their obsession with Colleen Hoover I don't. because I feel it's like average goes, yes average and her characters all of them even the men even the women all of them are conventionally attractive and <laughs> at least that's how it was and, and I can't I guess I can't speak about any of her other books but I, no, what I really didn't like about it ends with us is that yes Ryle's super rich and hot and he's going to be a, f- a neurosurgeon it's and Hoover, I hate to say it but it's not conventionally attractive I know I'm like, girl, right? like I know oh. it's all fantasy and whatever but like write stories for your girls like what like and I feel like yeah. it would feel and maybe that's what it is it's like I feel like I can't connect emotionally with these characters because Colleen Hoover can't connect emotionally with these characters because that's not her experience with people and it goes back to like you know maybe she never like maybe she did want the hot neurosurgeon six-pack sexy man to pay attention to her and he never did and so now she's like I have to write this character and but the female needs to be attractive too because I don't believe that that girl's can be like be so in love with her based on her looks literally because yeah based on based on one conversation in her looks right and and on the rooftop like and she was so small and pretty and blah, blah, blah. i'm like Ugh. it's just such a to me, lily flower right and it's such a boring story to me the attractive person is attracted to the attractive person i'm like grow up anyway okay we have five minutes left on the zoom call so um if you just want to tell the folks tell people where they can find you if you want to be i don't know followed on social media or whatever not that I have like a million and one listeners or anything but just like it's a little sign off so um just say thank you for inviting me on um can never be more grateful thank you for allowing me to have this conversation like I think it's something I'm really passionate about and I'm really grateful to have shared it with you and shared it on the platform um even if like I'm one of the five listeners <laughs> or whatever it is like, right I think right now we're at like 10 or yeah. whatever hey everyone <laughs> yeah. else what's up uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful. Again, like if anyone has questions about, like, please read, like my Instagram is Haley and Nunez at, G- at, at gmail.com. Haley and Nunez underscore is my Instagram. Um, if you have any questions or if you want to talk to me about like literature or global studies or about the MSM program at Notre Dame, like, please talk to me. I will talk to you about it. I will guide you through it. Like, yeah. I'm here as a resource for others and for other girls too, if you have anything you want to talk about. And I do think, and I do want to, you know, emphasize that too. Like, yes, reach out to us. And I think sometimes, you know, in conversations, if you don't agree with anything that we said, that's fine. Um, There is no possible way in this conversation that we just had that we hit on all of the nuance. No, no, definitely not. And we probably said things that were like, oh God, but like, Right. Most- and I'll probably listen back on that and be like, okay, that's like, not quite what I was trying to say, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was almost hitting the point, but I didn't. <laughs> so if anyone has any questions for either of us, yeah. Comment, like, like go follow Kathleen on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I have, a lot, I have a lot going on over there. So, all right. Well, um, thank you. I have another, it's like so funny. Cause I have another interview lined up in 20 minutes. So I'm going to go get a drink of water and like yeah. do it all again, baby. <laughs> Good okay. Luck. Well, thank you so much. I love you so much. Bye, baby. Bye. And you guys know you can find me on Instagram, TikTok. Um, my Instagram is Kathleen.Meyer and my TikTok is Kathleen, K-A-T-H-Y-L-E-A-N. And I will see you next week. 
live from London. Maybe not live, but in London. So live, laugh, love. Um, Thank you guys for listening. All right. Bye.